0: Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 35, Listener Supported Volume 4. My name is Pete and joining me tonight is Tom. How you doing, Pete? What's going on? We're two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So what's new?
1: Man, nothing much. Just uh, excited to get some of these listener questions we had sent in over the last week or so.
0: I am excited it is the weekend, I can tell you that. Yes. Yeah, that's a
1: long long week. Coming back from the Easter holiday uh, and vacation. Made for a long week.
0: Very true. So tonight we're going to answer some of the questions that our listeners have sent in, tweeted in, emailed. Um... Before we get to that, I think Tom has got just a couple of news items to hit. What do you got tonight, Tom?
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, not a crazy news week. Did want to remind folks we are getting closer to the Toy Story Land opening. Uh, I know I was talking to one of my family members and they wanted us to share some important dates. Uh, So just as a reminder, we have Toy Story Land coming up in June. And then uh, we obviously have the big shebang uh, with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming up in uh, 2019. But other than that, I I didn't really have any huge news topics that I felt like were worth sharing. How about you, Pete?
0: Nope. Nothing really that I saw. Construction is obviously progressing on Star Wars land, on the Tron ride, on the new Mickey ride. You know, there's just a lot going on right now. So,
1: a lot to look forward to. It is a lot to look forward to. I, I am... You know, it almost is like you're caught in between that in-between time. You're caught in the in-between time of do you go for a trip now or do you wait a few more months for some more things to open over there at Hollywood Studios, or do you wait a full year uh, and some change most likely for, for Hollywood Studios to be up and, and running full speed?
0: Yeah, I don't know if waiting is uh, is ever really a good decision. So,
1: No, I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: And, and there's no telling what the crowd levels are going to do once Toy Story Land opens, once Galaxy's Edge opens. I mean, could be pretty nuts for a while.
1: I will tell you, um, just talking about crowd levels, I've been paying attention to what, since our last recording, uh, Toy Story Mania wait times. And they have been up at 160 minutes. So <sighs> here's my advice. If you're going to Disney in the next three months, basically, if you're going to Disney before Toy Story Land opens... I would either skip Hollywood Studios altogether, or I, I would skip Toy Story Mania. I would not wait 160 minutes for that attraction, unless you do it first thing in the morning.
0: I agree. I I don't think there's any point to waiting that long for, for that ride.
1: hmm Yeah, so, it's, that's a big chunk of your day. But anyway.
0: So let's go ahead and pause for just a minute. We're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll uh, roll right into the main topic, which is, of course, your questions. This
1: episode was brought to you by Destinations with Character Travel Agency, where quality service and client satisfaction are their top priority. Family time and memory making are so important, so trust the many dedicated and professional travel consultants at Destinations with Character to plan your dream vacation. They will provide you and your loved ones the most magical vacations possible, and they take great pride in meeting each client's needs, all while staying within budget and providing multiple options to make your vacation dreams a reality. With over 30 agents across the country, Destinations with Character Travel Agency has the resources to give each client dedicated one-on-one service. So experience their over 50 years of expertise in Disney parks, cruises, and travel as Destinations with Character Travel Agency takes the stress and hassle out of your vacation so you can enjoy it to the fullest. Simply give them a call to get started at 630-308-2350 and let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel Agency, making dream vacations come true every single day. You can reach them at their email account, D-E-S-T-W-I-T-H-C-H-A-R at Comcast.net, or their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com.
0: Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with some of these questions. Uh, what do we got? What's the first question, Tom?
1: This is one that, that I've probably asked myself, but, and we've seen it a couple times. People have asked, and we may have answered it in the past, Pete, but it's, can I pay off my Disney trip in installments, or does it have to be paid all at once?
0: So I answered this question yesterday, actually. You did, that's right. I've got a, a girl that I was talking to that asked me you know, how to book a Disney trip, how to pay for it, all that kind of stuff. So yes, you can pay in installments, provided that you're booking 45 days out or more. All that Disney requires is a fully refundable $200 deposit. If you're within that 45 day window, you do have to pay in full for the trip. But once you've got the trip booked, you have until 30 days before your trip to pay the full balance off. And you can make payments pretty much whenever you want. So, you know, you can set up an auto pay. You can, whenever you get extra money, you can apply it towards your trip, really, whatever you want. It's pretty flexible.
1: Yeah. So, D- Disney is obviously expensive. Pete and I talk about that all the time. Uh, it's a really expensive vacation. We think it's definitely worth it. Uh, and the installment is actually what we used on the last trip that I went on, uh, in December, uh, with my wife and my mom, we basically set aside a X amount of dollars per month or per week or, you know, however we wanted to do it. And the the trip was paid off in plenty of, plenty of time in advance, but it kind of helps instead of hitting that one big charge at one time, uh, to be able to pay in an installments so and I, I think this is smart on Disney's part because this probably helps a lot more people go. Mm-hmm. Because swiping that one charge at one time is is really really difficult to justify. But maybe kicking a little pocket change over, you know, it could be a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, twenty five dollars a month. I mean, you can pay off your trip for basically a, a calendar year uh, as far out as you can book. To answer the question in short, like Pete said, you can you can pay it off in installments, but it does take a two hundred dollar fully refundable deposit to hold the dates in the room that you selected
0: yeah so you know if you know you're going to go a year out throw two hundred dollars down get it booked and then yeah you can make payments on it for a year same with you know we don't talk about this a whole lot but if you do decide to book through a travel agent same thing you know you're you can contact your travel agent and make payments to them just like you would on the disney website so
1: yep absolutely Absolutely. really
0: really good kind of budgeting tool and if you know your Disney trip's going to cost $4000 and you have 11 months to pay for it well there you go there's your vacation budget right there set yeah
1: i think that's a really good point
0: okay so next question
1: so second question we have can we just walk in for table service dining or do we have to make advanced dining reservations this one is i guess it d- it depends this one's tricky so Okay, it, let's break it down as simple as we can. Can you just walk in for for a table service? Sure. I
0: mean, it is it is possible. It is not outside the realm of possibility.
1: Except La yes. Cellier, they would not let me in without a reservation to get. I was that's trying to because get because You just
0: wanted. That's because you just wanted to go to the
1: bar. I just I had to get. I had to complete drinking <laughs> around the world. But so it, it's it's highly recommended that you get an advanced dining reservation. We harp on this all the time. This is in your preparation stage for your Disney trip. But And you
0: can make reservations 180 days out. And you've got to realize that if you are trying to walk up to one of these table service restaurants, especially the popular ones, Coral Reef, Oh, Cinderella's
1: Royal Table. Cinderella's Royal Table. Be Our
0: Guest. Yeah. These restaurants, people have been fighting to get reservations to these restaurants for 180 days before their trip. So, you know, I, I don't know. Tom, have you ever walked by Be Our Guest at lunchtime? And and seeing how long the line gets, or at dinner time even, and seeing how long the line gets. Yeah, and that, I mean, it, that line rivals Seven Dwarfs Mine Train.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and that's the standby, not guaranteed you're going to get in in the hours of the meal being served. Line. I I do so, not recommend.
0: I was just going to say that this is not a recommended thing to try to walk up.
1: But as the question states, can you do it? Yes, you can walk. You can walk up and give it a whirl. You know, some restaurants, Tony's Town Square, you could probably. I don't want to say probably 50-50, You could walk up and get a table.
0: Mm-hmm. But but you would think that. But then, what's the restaurant in um, Liberty Tree Tavern? When Matt and I were at Disney, it was completely booked. They they did not they were not allowing walk in seating. Did you because guys they have so many reservations? We did have a reservation. Oh, you had one. Okay, I, okay. I, I planned in advance.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can't think of a time that I've ever walked up to a table service. And and gotten a, gotten a table.
0: Yeah, it's it's not very likely, and you know it's it's a good feeling too to to walk past all those people and say oh ho oh, oh, I'm here for my reservation.
1: Well, I mean it's just you know planning those ADRs really helps with your trip, and then I don't know I, I'm you do a lot of walking and moving around at Disney. I'm hungry when I'm hungry, and to mm-hmm. know that that reservation that guaranteed table is there. Disney does a great job of getting you seated as close to your reservation time as possible. I would be lying if I said it's 100% of the time you're going to sit down at 7.30 if that's your reservation. That You have to allow some I, I would
0: say that I would say that rarely happens, that you're seated at exactly your reservation time. But it is pretty close, generally.
1: You know, the worst one I've had was at Coral Reef. Our reservation was 7.15 or 7.30, and we waited 20 minutes past to get our table. Now, I did request a tank table, so that well, may be Yeah, long. and
0: that's probably why. Be Our Guest was like that, too, when we went for dinner. Our reservation, I think, was at 6.30— we got there at six twenty five, and we ended up waiting about twenty five minutes that until we and, actually. When you and your wife, my wife, down. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we waited about twenty five minutes before we actually got into the restaurant. So, but they you let know, you plan, plan they, accordingly. They let
1: you in the restaurant. You're not.
0: No, they they let you in. They let you onto the bridge. Okay, in front of the restaurant, not okay. into the actual restaurant. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, you if you if since you have sent in a listener question, you obviously listen to our, our episodes, and you've heard us harp on ADRs, Advanced Dining Reservations. We probably have never hit the fact that you could walk in for one, but I strongly recommend you do not do that for your Disney trip, uh, yep, especially some agree. of the popular ones.
0: And especially if eating at a restaurant really means a lot to you, or if that's something that's going to make or break your trip, get the Advanced Dining Reservation. It's, it's 100% worth it.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: All right. So next question.
1: Next question we're going to hit. What is the, this is from a a Twitter response. What is the best water ride at at any Disney park, uh, Disney World Park? And we're doing water parks or theme parks. So best water ride.
0: I'm going to do both.
1: Yep. Let's do both. I,
0: I don't, I don't go to, I haven't been to, I couldn't tell you last time I was at one of the Disney water parks. It's probably been 10 years. Since I've been at least maybe 15 years. I'm, hell, I might have been in high school last time I went to a, uh, a Disney water park. But I do remember Summit Plummet at Blizzard Beach being an incredible water slide. And I think it's one of the fastest. I know you go about 60 miles an hour. And I think it's one of the tallest water slides in the world, too. And it's, it's pretty intimidating, like, like getting on there. So
1: I've got a, I've got a funny Summit Plummet story. It is, it is, de- at the time, and, and I Pete, I, I haven't been to the water parks in years either, but when I first did Summit Plummet, I was terrified, I am still terrified of heights. I was young, I was almost not even, I almost wasn't even heavy enough to ride it. I mean, that's how little I was. And we go all the way up, I'm fine, I'm fine. We get to the slide, and I'm like, uh-uh, not riding this thing. Not happening. And a Disney cast member was talking to, to my parents, and... Uh, my brother had gone down and they said, Hey, listen, we're going to take him off. Just, you need to sit right here before you go. And I sit, no they, no, they didn't. I sit in the little like pool. There's like a little pool area. And then like you, you go to approach the slide and you go down. Uh-huh. And my parents went down and they were like, man, there's only one way down. And <laughs> so I, they, I crossed my arms and I went and I remember my body, like my feet almost, or like my lower back coming up off the slide on the way down. And I think I registered 64 miles an hour, or whatever, and it was one of the most fun slides I've ever done in my life. It is.
0: Wait, so they, so they, you legitimately thought they were gonna like take you down? I was said, little. I
1: mean, yeah. They said you need to sit here real quick, and so I was sitting off to the side. And then when my entire party went down, that wasn't me. They were like, "Well, there's only one way down."
0: Are you kidding
1: me? And I was like, "Well, <laughs> all right." And you know, I was tall enough and old enough to ride it. I just, I was a winner. Yeah. And. I went down, and, and it's I,
0: intimidating. It's high. I
1: probably rode it two more times that day because there was no no fast pass line. You just kind of hopped in line and waited. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I'm with you. If we let's, I'll go my water park ride, and then we'll go back to theme parks. But okay, my water park ride, if it's not going to be Summit Plummet, would be the Crushing Gusher at Typhoon Lagoon, because that's kind of like a water, It's kind of like a roller coaster.
0: Is that, you're on a raft on that one, right? You're on a
1: raft and they shoot you, you know, you go down and they shoot you back up with pretty powerful water jets. Mm-hmm. That was unlike anything I'd ever ridden at the time at any water park. And growing up in the area we've grown up in, we have a ton of options for water parks. Uh, so that would probably be mine. And mainly because it was more like a roller coaster, not just a straight drop, not too slow, yeah. too fast. It was just really
0: unique. I tell you, I miss uh, River Country. I, there were some, I don't know, River Country was just a cool water park. You know, you had the like sandy bottoms and it just, it felt kind of natural and everything was old. And, you know, even the slides were, were kind of old. There weren't, there was nothing like Summit Plummet or Crush and Gusher at River Country.
1: You know, it I, was all. It was more classic kind of ro- yeah. kind of water park. We went to River Country maybe once, and Typhoon Lagoon was our favorite. They had the massive wave pool, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think we hit an age where, I think maybe Blizzard Beach is a little more fast slides
0: than yeah, I agree Typhoon with that.
1: Lagoon. And, you know, we hit an age where Blizzard Beach was the place we wanted to go. And we were the, the family that went down and spent a day at one of the water parks. I mean, we you know, I've shared we went to Disney for 14 days, 12 days at a time. So you can squeeze a water park in then. Yep, and, and, and I, I feel
0: like I feel like the trips that I've been on haven't really left a whole lot of time since then to no, to do those water parks.
1: Our recent trips, you know, the ones we went on, what four? It was three and a half days. Mm-hmm. I went five days and six days. My last couple trips, so I had a two day trip in there too. So yeah, you, you certainly don't want to waste your time at a water park. But speaking of water rides, let's let's swing over to the to the theme park side of things.
0: Okay, what's your what's the best water ride at a Disney park? Disney theme park.
1: This is totally off the cuff. I Is there another one other than Splash Mountain? I mean, could I say I like mean, a Jungle Cruise or could I say uh
0: Yeah, that's that's a water... Cali River Rapids is a water well, ride. I'm not going to say It's Cali. terrible. Let me...
1: I'll say Jungle Cruise because I know what you're going to answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously.
1: I'll, I'll say Jungle Cruise because everyone can ride Jungle Cruise, no matter the pretty much age and height. I mean, you get... You can be too short, but Jungle Cruise, it's, it's funny... The humor is good for kids and adults. The kids would get fired up for a lot of the animatronics and sights and sounds on the Jungle Cruise. I mean,
0: okay, so Jungle Cruise. But I don't know, does Jungle Cruise really meet the definition of a water ride? Because to- you're yeah, you're on a boat. You know, I was thinking, and obviously I'm going to answer Splash Mountain here. I mean, I can't ever stop talking about Splash Mountain. But Facts. I was thinking... You were singing I was
1: to start the episode.
0: <laughs> I, I was. I was thinking more along the lines of like Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, that's a that's a good water ride. Ooh. You know, it's got a it's got a drop in it. You're in a boat. You're low to the ground. When I think of a water ride, you know Jungle Cruise. Yeah, you're on a boat, but it doesn't really feel like you're you know you're not low to the to the water. Pirates of the Caribbean. You're I mean you're right there in the water. I'm gonna change even, mine. Even something like it's a small world is no, more of a oh, water I think ride. I think
1: it's a small world. <laughs> I'm gonna pivot then. I'm gonna go Pirates of the Caribbean, and and the funny thing about that last time we went, the first time I have never seen Disney load a Pirates of the Caribbean boat as tight as they loaded ours. <laughs> really? And we got soaked on the first drop.
0: Like how many people were crammed in there?
1: It at least four a row at least. Jeez. And think about it. Our men do Disney trip. They only did two a row. Now we're, we're mm-hmm. you know we're bigger guys. You know we're not kids. You know, we're grown men. But it was, you know, my row was three. My row was my myself, my wife, my mom. And I thought, oh, we got wet because it was such a, you know, a heavy boat. We went and did it again, and it was packed pretty normally. This was actually near the very merry Christmas party time. Yeah. And I don't know if they changed something about that drop. We got wet again.
0: I, I, think, they, I think they have the ability to, to do something. I mean, I think they have the ability at Splash Mountain, same thing
1: you know to control how soaked everyone's going to get
0: i i think they must and i it's not something that i've ever really looked into but you know there is like there are like water cannons that shoot out when the when the logs come down at splash mountain i can remember when splash mountain first opened which must have been early 90s late 80s something like that i it seems like i remember getting soaked on that ride like at the drop
1: yeah i mean i i remember getting Soaked at times. And, and but now, now it's pretty much now only it's, if you sit on the right side.
0: If you're if you get stuck by the waterfall, which yep. the way that they how many how many logs they're running on that everybody gets stuck at the waterfall. Well,
1: mm-hmm. oh, it's the waterfall and it's the cannons that shoot out when you're going mm-hmm. up to start the ride and you're you're right mm-hmm. next to the big drop.
0: So I, I think they do have some kind of way to to adjust that. But obviously that's gonna be my favorite water ride at, at Disney World. It's my favorite ride at Disney World. What was your guess on opening date? I just I, don't know, a I was year. thinking like I was thinking eighty nine ninety. It's but 89. I'm, now I'm thinking gosh. Is it really? Okay.
1: It. Now if can you guess the month?
0: Um probably April, May, June, something like that.
1: July seventeenth, eighty nine. July.
0: So there you go.
1: Well, let's, let's really, let's take it one more step. What's your max speed on splash
0: mountain? Ooh, probably 36 or 37 miles per hour. 40. Pretty good
1: guess. Pretty 40. good guess.
0: <laughs> Close.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if, if I wasn't for the sake of the argument on the podcast, if I wasn't trying to pick a different, different water ride, splash Mountain's the best one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the one I, and I don't, I mean my, my wife's favorite water ride is pirates of the Caribbean. So i ride them both a good bit.
0: I mean, splash mountain is the best ride at Disney world. So Dang, I don't know about
1: that. <laughs> all right what else all right
0: let's let's move on to the uh let's move on to our next question um and I, i like this question if you were chosen if you were chosen or if you had if you had the ability to replace one attraction at magic kingdom with an original idea of your own which attraction would you replace and what would the new attraction be
1: can i pick like six
0: I, I don't know that there's six attractions at Magic Kingdom that I would want to change. I mean, I would obviously I'd want to get rid of Splash Mountain. I mean, a uh, Space Mountain. Wow, You've just, no, you just you must have just jokes.
1: tripped on your tongue twice there. <laughs> um, if, what, what would you replace? Let me clarify: Is Stitch's Great Escape off because it's being replaced? Or it's, I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and we're going to count Stitch's Great Escape out because it is it's 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 on its way out the door. Let's can we do can we do two attractions? Um yeah, but one of them can't be Hall of Presidents just because you hate America. I will
1: not take out Hall of Presidents. All right. So f- my first attraction is going to be
0: Tomorrowland Speedway. I I am 100% on board with that and that was if we're going to do two attractions, that's going to be one of mine as well. But it's not it's
1: it's not because that it, it's not because it's a race car go-kart kind of track. The theming makes no sense.
0: Yeah, the theming makes no sense in Tomorrowland. And but it's just a it's just a waste of space.
1: Shouldn't it be electric cars? I mean, it's Tomorrowland.
0: At least, but what do you replace it with?
1: I would do something cars themed. I'd leave. Yeah. I'd almost leave because it still is a it's a people grabber. I mean, people enjoy the attraction. Still, kids enjoy it. Yeah, I can remember being a kid, and, and that was one of my favorite attractions. So I would change I, that's, the cars.
0: So that's that's a freebie. I think because I think we both would. I think we both would get rid of that one just because it's not okay. it's out of place where it is.
1: Yep. Okay. Now, if I had to pick a true attraction, I'm not even sure if you count this as an attraction because it's so boring. Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse.
0: I I really legit thought you were going Hall of Presidents, but okay. No,
1: I can't do that. Come on. I'm American. (laughs) I I think if you made this more relatable to the Disney goer, uh, the Disney vacationer, if you changed it to Tarzan, I think you could very easily... Make this something everyone walked through. You don't even have to really change the layout of it. I think you add more interaction to it.
0: So, how do you, but how do you add interaction? You put uh, characters in there or? Could you
1: put a meet and greet in there? Theoretically, I guess, yeah. I mean, could you put a meet and greet at the, the tallest point and have a just a quick picture and go?
0: I, I don't know that there's anything quick about character meet and greets at Disney World, like any character.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I just. I don't see the point of this attraction. I I don't enjoy it. I'm a fairly active person. It's not even that. I just I I just I, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, you have it, it it's Adventureland, mm-hmm. and Tarzan would just
0: would crush it there. But I mean, I guess how do you make it? What do, what do you do to the tree? Because if you if you just call it Tarzan's Treehouse or whatever, you know, you've got the same attraction. Now you're just calling it Tarzan's Treehouse. So how do you? It would even if you change the name more people would go through it you think so I absolutely think so
1: and I don't know how relevant Tarzan is to the this generation's children you know is, is Tarzan a movie you, you would show your daughter
0: probably not because I didn't really care for it but
1: well wow I, I mean that's a I don't know that that's my pick and if I can think of another one why you share yours that's where I'm I, I just I, I don't think that even fits at all
0: okay so I I, I would get rid of and and this is a pretty new ride but i think it's kind of fallen flat on its face and that's the uh, little mermaid ride in in fantasy i th- i think that with as much money as was spent on this ride i mean nobody rides it ever there's never a wait for it it's got like i think the longest queue in magic kingdom and it's completely empty 100 percent of the time have you ever waited for this
1: i have walked briskly through the queue there you go
0: and that's just kind of the start i mean this ride doesn't really have a point it literally walks you you know step by step through the movie
1: which i don't have an issue with i mean i do. I disagree i don't i, I like this attraction
0: it doesn't do anything for me i think that i think there are other i get that disney wants to have a little mermaid ride like i get that 100 percent, and i get that there are people that really like the little mermaid that You know, this is their, this is their Graceland. They come to Disney World and they want to ride the Little Mermaid ride. But to me, it's, it's take it or leave it. So I would completely gut this thing. I would replace it with some kind of technology like they use at um, the Winnie the Pooh ride at, I think it's Tokyo that they have the honey pots that kind of move by themselves. The same technology that's coming to the uh, Ratatouille ride. So you replace it with Wow, some,
1: you really would be gutting I it. I would be completely yeah. gutting it,
0: yeah. You replace it with something like that, or you replace it, you know, with more of a thrill ride. You know, keep it a dark ride, but make it a thrill dark ride, like the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. And I would theme it to one of two movies that I neither one of which has any representation at Disney Parks right now. And uh, that is either Hercules or Mulan. Hercules, you know, you've got You've got all the gods, you've got Hades, you've got the Titans. I think there's a lot you can work with there without just walking through the movie and retelling the movie. Mulan, same thing. Really, I just want to see a Mulan ride because I really like uh, that Make a Man Out of You song. I really just would like to see that in an attraction. But But I can see how that would work too. So I'm gutting Little Mermaid, leaving it a dark ride, but turning it into more of a thrill dark ride, probably with Hercules.
1: Huh. I have no issue with what you're doing there. I'm just now rethinking another space in Magic Kingdom. You know if if we say Tomorrowland Speedway is a, a given for both of us. Mm-hmm. What's another attraction you would get rid of? Whew. Like like the Tiki Room. I I don't know how much you could do in there. Because I take it this question was you're 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 basically changing a ride but keeping the same space. And I think you're fine. I think you're fine with what you did there.
0: Yeah. I don't know that there's really anything else that... Because t- I feel like Tiki Room, Country Bear Jamborees... Oh, gosh. Country Bear Jamborees. I don't think you can touch those. I really don't. I'd rather you plop
1: Chuck E. Cheese in there for performance.
0: <laughs> I guess if there's uh, if there's something that you have to wipe out... I don't know. Do you do you touch
1: Big Thunder Mountain? See, I was going to say that, but I think our podcast be hated if I say that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... My wife and I wrote it six or seven times during Very Merry. It's a, it's a okay, it's more like a children's roller coaster to me, which is fine.
0: But it's a fun, it's a fun roller coaster. I think, I think that they could do more with,
1: you know, they could update it.
0: Yeah. They could put us more of a story in there. I don't know that there's anything else that I, that you could get rid of because.
1: Would you, you know, we've talked about Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. And we've talked about you know maybe throw a Guardians of the Galaxy type theme in there.
0: Yeah, I could I could see that. I could see getting but rid see, of. See that frustrates
1: here. me because Guardians of the Galaxy is going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That that's the kind of stuff that frustrates me on how we retheme things. Like your your two choices would, would be fine because there are no there, I mean they all should any movie related thing should be in Hollywood studios.
0: Theoretically, but it's still a you know then are you going to put Peter Pan in Hollywood studios? Yeah, I was, or are you going to put thinking, Winnie the Pooh? Like in Peter
1: it? Pan, Winnie the Pooh, yeah.
0: Maybe you get yeah, rid of it's know. a I mean, small world. Uh,
1: no, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I, I think that's overstepping. I, I think we're good where we are. I can't. The only maybe tiki room, but I don't really know what you'd put in there. You know, I, I don't know how you would how you'd flip that.
0: It's not a very big space, and there's not really room for anything but a, you know, but a show in there.
1: I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the win on that last one. That was that was good. <laughs> that was a good uh, flip there. Uh, another question we got through Twitter: uh, What are your top three male? Disney characters to hold up as role models.
0: All right. I mean, I think the number one here, I don't think there's a question about the man, the myth, the legend, I guess the mouse, the myth, the, the legend. Mouse. Yeah. Make, it all started Mickey with Mickey mouse.
1: mouse. So, and and before we go into it, I just want to let our listeners know, we took this question as animated characters. We did not look at any uh, Disney movies that were with real live people as actors. And really, we who, went,
0: who are we going to put? Jack Sparrow in there or?
1: I don't know. it's a good idea
0: <laughs> so mickey mouse i mean has mickey ever been mean to anybody has mickey ever done anything negative to anybody
1: you know this is my favorite character at disney world so it, i think it's it's easily mickey mouse for me okay um, the next one i don't know if we go for one per- do we go like mufasa and then simba or do we just go mufasa here
0: I think just Mufasa, because Simba kind of... Yeah, Simba lost it for a while there. I, I think Mufasa <laughs> is kind of the quintessential, like, who you want your dad to be. You know, he's wise. He cares about his kids. Like, he's trying to do what's best for his kids. Cares about his community. Yeah, cares about the community. He's He's a leader in the community. Unfortunately, he runs into some bad luck. Yeah, you know, thanks to Scar, who... Which we almost put... Yeah, Scar Scar was just trying to do what he thought was best. But but I, I don't think there's any arguing that, you know, as far as father figures go in Disney movies. And, and really, if you think about it, there's not a whole lot of strong father figures in Disney movies.
1: No, they're pretty... It, it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty much pretty Mufasa. Bad, yeah, it's Mufasa. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you've got like
0: Bambi's dad who abandons him for... 20 years, but
1: we don't have to, I mean, we're <laughs> Aladdin's parents I and mean, we don't have to go down the, the track. Yeah.
0: I mean, or I guess Ariel's dad was kind of, but, but I think Mufasa is kind of that quintessential dad. I think he's really a, I think he's a strong role model and, and going along with that, I think Zazu fits hand in hand with him.
1: Did what he was supposed to do. I mean, he tried, he tried to look after Simba. He actually helped Simba a good bit. If we're, if we're talking about his role uh, within Lion King, pretty funny character too. I like being funny yeah,
0: you look funny. so if you're trying to <laughs> instill some role models in your in your kids like I mean watch the Lion King I guess
1: are there a, are there any more we could we could think of?
0: Um, I, I don't know it, it seems like what about Peter Pan I mean in the theory of <sighs> Disney it, it just seems like so many male Disney characters have such big flaws. I mean think about Peter Pan he you know he's kind of an escapist he doesn't want to face reality.
1: Yeah, but he, he you know, he, he reminds you to always live within, you know, being a kid, having fun, being happy. Yeah, but sometimes it's time to
0: grow up, Tom. <sighs> don't tell me that. <laughs> I think my job has been telling me that for years. But I mean, really, if if you think about Disney male characters, I, you, what do you, you got Hercules. I mean, he's kind yeah, of a, He's kind of a,
1: He's kind of a jerk. He was at one point. Yeah. You know, obviously uh, the
0: villains. I don't think you can throw any villains in there as. Good. What about Quasimodo? Yeah. He was he a good, he was a good guy. He, he uh he was a good guy. He persevered. Yeah. I don't know that much about uh Hunchback of Notre Dame. So
1: this, this was a um I, I, you know and I'm sure this obviously this is a listener. This was a tricky question for us. We actually went back and forth on this one because to Pete's point, I, Disney does not do a very good job of putting male role models in movies.
0: No, and I mean there's there are a lot of very strong female characters, you know, all the princesses oh, yeah. are yep. typically strong female characters. Now, I mean, you look at Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and, you know, even Cinderella to a degree. Yeah. yeah. But, but nowadays, I mean, you know, look at Frozen, look at Tangled. Disney, Disney female characters are, are pretty strong characters, but, but yeah, not a really, not a lot of really good male role model characters in Disney. So I, I,
1: that this was a good question. This this made us think. I mean, this really did. We sometimes you know we get questions, and it's because of how much research we do. We can we can rattle off an answer. This one, Pete and I argued almost on mm-hmm. how we're going to consider this. Is it is it animated characters? Is it real life characters? So uh, thank you uh, for passing this one along via the Twitter.
0: All right, next question.
1: This one's a good one. This one's something that we've harped on, but we haven't really focused on. We've mentioned it in passing. Uh, I have a family of four and will be going to Disney World for a week using the Disney dining plan. Our tips or gratuity uh, included in my Disney dining plan package.
0: so it depends
1: It does depend now there
0: are some restaurants that the tip is included. There are some restaurants, some of the um character buffets you do not you do not have to tip now re- your tip is your tip is not included at a at a typical table service restaurant.
1: If as long, right, it, as long as you're a family of basically 5 or less. Well, it doesn't matter. You have
0: they're they're automatically going to hit you for 18% if you have a party of 6 or more, but you still have to pay that.
1: Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah, that'll be charged, you're correct. Yep, that'll be charged. So I
0: mean, you you're, you're you still have to pay a tip regardless. You
1: have to tip. Yep, you're right. You're right.
0: I mean, you know, we can have the argument is tipping necessary? Yes, it is necessary. Don't go to a restaurant where you're supposed to tip if you don't tip. That's poor that's being a poor human being but um, i mean
1: this is one thing pete and i have stressed you tip you know i am one person who me personally i tip well pretty much no matter what even if the service is bad i would rather tell the person your service wasn't great but i'm going to give you this is a learning experience kind of thing
0: and and my first job was in the food service industry i had a lot of employees that worked for me that you know they made two dollars an hour and so they were counting on tips to live So, when you go to a restaurant and you give somebody a dollar tip, it's pretty crappy.
1: This one's important to me because when you go to Disney World, what are your expectations? You've paid four grand, three grand, five grand for a trip. You expect to be treated like royalty. But you have to understand, even if you have the Disney dining plan, these folks are working for a living just like you worked before you went to Disney World. Mm -hmm. And you need to tip them. Yeah. I, I can tell you a story. When I went to Hollywood and Vine, I was doing the Fantasmic Package. She brought me my check, and I said, now, nah, I, I or she brought me our tickets. And I said, ma'am, I want to tip you. I, this, there's no option here. And she goes, well, you're on the dining plan. Um, you know, it doesn't really show an option. I said, well, how can I tip you? And she said, oh, let me print you an actual receipt. Uh, in most cases, you have an actual receipt, and you can tip. And when I tipped her, she looked at me and said, you're the first person who's tipped me this lunch. Everyone on the, the fantastic dining plan package thinks I get tipped already she's an older lady and i and i tipped her 20 percent on a buffet she didn't serve my plate i mean all she did was fill up our drinks but but but
0: still that's it still matters yeah that's
1: her job you know she's making a living for her family so i cannot i'm glad this question came up because this one's important to both you know especially pete at one point working in the food industry you do need to tip
0: yeah, tipping is definitely important, and it is it is only included at very few restaurants. Um, like I said, I think their character buffets are the ones that include the tip, and and even then, if you've got somebody that's serving you, still you should still throw down a couple of dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, a, even at a buffet, I mean, I don't, you know, I understand I'm getting up and making my own plate, but you know, this this waitress or waiter is busting their tail to make sure that. You know, I drink a lot of a lot of lemonade because there's no sweet tea in Disney World. So I drink a lot of lemonade, so they gotta <laughs> get a ton of refills. Well, and
0: I would I would say, you know, you're gonna you're gonna really find at some of these restaurants waiters and waitresses that are gonna go above and beyond the Call of Duty. You know, I've told the story before about my Tony's Town Square experience. The food wasn't great, but the guy that was serving us made the experience for us. He made it a fantastic evening and, and we tipped him accordingly. Look, people don't work at Disney to get rich. I mean, I don't think that's a secret. You know, Disney scene is a good place to work, but it doesn't pay very well. So yeah, for these people, right. for these people to come in and you know give their all to make your vacation experiences as magical as possible, you know you got to reward that.
1: Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree with
0: you. So tip your tip your waiters and waitresses, tip your bartenders if you if you get a drink. We had a great experience on the Mendu Disney trip with a bartender at the whatchamacallit. Coronado. Coronado, yeah, the Coronado Springs bartender had a great experience with him, and uh, you know, tipped him accordingly.
1: Yeah, no, he he was he was fantastic. He put up with us for funny thing longer than he should. Disney, yeah, you have the Disney mugs, and you know, you can mix a drink and bring that up there if you have something in the room. They don't they don't get mad at you. Well, and
0: he got to the point where he closed three sides of the bar that you could see from the hotel and kept serving us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why he cleaned? Yep. Yep. I don't think he rang those drinks up, honestly.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's important. So next question.
1: Yeah. Next question we have, Uh, I'm staying at a Disney resort hotel. Can I visit any park for extra magic hours, including the animal kingdom and Pandora of the world, the Pandora, the world of avatar, excuse me.
0: So little primer on how extra magic hours work. Extra magic hours are not just a free for all. You can go to any park you want an hour early. Every day, Disney sets extra magic hours at one park. So Monday, it may be Animal Kingdom. Tuesday, it may be Hollywood Studios. Wednesday, it may be Magic Kingdom. While you can't go to any park any day you want, you can go to any park that is offering extra magic hours that is included as part of your Disney Resort reservation. And also, if you're staying at a uh, good neighbor hotel now, right?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I was looking on Disney's website about that. So let, let's leave that at to be determined. Okay. You know, your swan and dolphins of the world, your Disney Resort hotels, of course, you can access the extra magic hours. You know, so taken today, for example, Epcot had extra magic hours. And to Pete's point, it fluctuates per day per park, uh, typically a rotating schedule. And it's something you will be able to see in advance of your trip. We have given advice that... Maybe you avoid these parks uh, on extra magic hour days. But in the res- in respect of this question, and it looks like you're trying to figure out when you could ride Flight of Passage. Maybe you go there for extra magic hours, Pete. I, what do you think? To-
0: I would say Flight of Passage, if you don't have a fast pass for Flight of Passage and there's extra magic hours, the only way you're going to get to ride Flight of Passage is if you go from extra magic hours. Because... If you go when the park first opens, all those people that had extra magic hours are going to be in line. So it's already going to have a two-hour wait.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's a really good point.
0: So I, I would say, you know, if you want to go to Pandora and ride the rides at Pandora without a fast pass, and there are extra magic hours on the day you're going to Got be it. at Animal Kingdom, you, you have to go.
1: You have to take advantage of it. Okay. But,
0: but, I, but I think you're right. I think we've given advice in the past. You know, maybe it's not such a great idea to try to use extra magic hours. You know, you do get into the park an hour early. So, yeah, you do have the opportunity to ride another ride or two or maybe even three, depending on how you stretch it. But, again, the parks do tend to be more crowded the days that they have extra magic hours.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And I I think that answers it. You know, if if for the the person who sent that in, if you are going and you you want to ride those rides in Pandora to Pete's Point, extra magic hours may be your only chance, especially if you're going to Animal Kingdom regardless that day. Mm -hmm. So uh, a couple questions left. One of them that we've had sitting here for a while. One of our very dedicated listeners has sent this and been very patient with us. O- but, OG listener, yeah, an OG, yeah, absolutely. Man, I am now a Florida resident. What are the different annual pass holder options, and at what point does it does the purchase of one become justifiable?
0: Tom, do you want to so do you want to cover with, at what point the purchase of one becomes justifiable
1: i mean it feels like when you move to florida it's
0: just it's, it's right? justifiable at that point yes exactly if you live in florida and you plan on going to disney at all it's justifiable now that being said there are a lot of different annual pass options there are some that are just available to florida residents there are some that are available to everybody prices range between about three hundred dollars up to about a thousand dollars typically they're going to be about two hundred dollars cheaper for florida residents you know
1: the person that asked us this question, we both know pretty well. Mm-hmm. You only need Epcot after four, honestly, because you just <laughs> like going around World Showcase.
0: That's true, but you know, for for him, I would say you know there there are two. There's a gold. There's a Disney Gold Pass and the Disney Silver Pass. They're both only available to Florida residents. The only difference are the blackout dates. The gold is blacked out most of the summer and Christmas. The silver is blacked out spring break, summer and christmas they both get you entrance into all four theme parks not the not the uh, water parks but all four theme parks you can park hop you get a free magic band with that so uh,
1: and 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 you can park
0: and free parking and you can park and yeah. free parking and so the prices on those range from 450 for the silver about 627 for the gold so you know with a silver pass if you're going four individual times to disney world You've covered you've covered the cost of that annual pass because you're going to pay a hundred dollars a ticket.
1: Did you did you hit that? You get a free photo pass with the gold. Did you hit that?
0: Um, I did not. So yeah, you do get a free photo pass with the gold, which you know Disney's charging what one hundred eighty dollars for something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Yep. So and of course for for those of us that are not lucky enough to live in Florida, you you do have the option of the platinum pat plus pass or the platinum pass. Both of which are all access. The only difference is the plus has access to all the water parks, ESPN, World of Sports, but those do also both include park hopping, free photo pass, free parking, no blackouts, and a Magic Band. And um, nine hundred to thousand dollars for those. I mean,
1: so so for let's let's hit our Florida resident, our OG listener here. What four trips, six trips? For him to justify grabbing one of those passes Uh, for the
0: for the silver four hundred fifty dollars, yeah, four trips. I mean, that's four one day tickets.
1: Maybe less than that if you include parking and park hopping. I mean, it.
0: Correct. Yeah. So maybe maybe three days. Maybe.
1: What we're seeing here is he should have already done it.
0: I mean, yeah, because he's been twice since he's moved to Florida this year.
1: Yeah, and then. You know the gold, the big kicker on the gold you get the photo pass. I don't know that I don't know that he would need that specifically.
0: I don't think so. And and there are slightly fewer blackout dates for the gold pass.
1: I actually think the blackout dates are favorable for what most people go to Disney for: low, smaller crowds and better weather.
0: And that's the idea of the blackout dates, right? Is to yep. is to steer those people away from the crowded times. So I don't know. I'm I'm not at the point in my life yet where it's where I can justify a, a an annual pass.
1: You know, out of state, being nine hundred to a thousand a person. You know, you're you're pretty close to looking at three people, depending mm-hmm. on the age of your daughter. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that, and you know, I'm there with you. I I want to justify it. I want to fake my address. Is <laughs> what I want to do.
0: Well, but if I lived, you know, if I lived two hours from the parks or three hours from the parks, and you know, I can I can four hours from the parks, four hours from the parks. <laughs> I could I can definitely see you know getting uh getting one of these annual passes. So to answer your question, what uh, at what point does it become feasible to buy one of these? Now is the time. No, no time like the present. It's valid for 365 days after you purchase it. So, go to town.
1: Final question. You want to hit this one?
0: All right. Last question. Uh, if I book my trip to Disney World and a cheaper promotion comes out before I go, what can I do? Couple, couple options. You know, a if you're if you are booking through Disney's website. Again, you've got cancellation. You can cancel at any time up to 45 days before your trip and rebook. Now, there's a chance you will not get the same room, all that kind of good stuff. But that is an option. It, it is kind of difficult to call Disney and try to get this fixed. If you do book through a travel agent, travel agent makes it really easy to, to do this. And a lot of travel agents will constantly monitor the promotions that Disney is offering. And if something better does come along, they'll automatically cancel and rebook your trip for you. So there is an advantage to using a travel agent there and that you don't have to constantly monitor it.
1: And, and let me stress, if you've you've obviously been a listener and you've heard us, we've had mixed opinions on which travel agent you choose. We have specifically partnered with a good one, uh, somebody who will make sure that your expectations and your dreams are met with anything you, you book with them destinations with character travel our uh, our partner is a travel consultant that will constantly monitor everything that's being booked and they'll handle that for you you know I, on my last trip i did not use a travel agent and as as you know strong of a disney planner as i believe i am i'm sure i missed promotions and opportunities that would have saved us a little bit of money
0: and just the time of having to try to constantly monitor it.
1: It's the time and it's the stress. Yeah, you have we understand. You got a job. You have you're busy. Life life comes at you fast.
0: All right. Well, I think that's all the uh, all the questions that we had for tonight. So, again, we 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 really like to do this. We really like to answer you guys questions. So, if you've got questions, if we didn't get your question in tonight, send send them in. We'll save them for our next episode and uh we'll we'll do these we'll do these type of episodes as often as you guys fill up our inbox with questions. So email us, tweet at us, you know, whatever. So let's go to the trivia question in secret. Tom, what do we got this week?
1: Going to the secret first. This one's pretty cool to me. Uh, just, with the theme of the entire attraction uh, in the twilight zone, tower of terror pre-show guests are told of a legend about a group of guests who disappeared after a lightning lightning strike struck the hotel. And it supposedly sent them to the fifth dimension. However, while the attraction was being built, the tower was actually struck by lightning. Now, fortunately, nobody was sent to the Twilight Zone, at least to our knowledge. But I think that adds to the, you know, entire storyline of the attraction that, in actuality, it was struck by lightning. And it is probably the reason why there's a lightning rod now, uh, to protect guests on that attraction. That's one of the cool Disney little secrets that I've found uh, over time. I think I've shared it uh, leading up to our Men Do Disney trip. But pretty neat. Is um, Tower of Terror is not
0: haunted, is it?
1: I don't want to get into that. Anything built before like <laughs> 1995, 1998 is haunted, in my opinion. So uh, I'll have, have to update uh-huh. my years here soon. Uh, but going to hit our trivia question from last week. This is a layup, Remember. Trivia question of last week. What is the name of the entrance to Epcot between the France Pavilion and the Great Britain Pavilion? Pete, what's the answer?
0: International Gateway. International Internet.
1: Gateway, yeah. We had some folks ask ask us via email and Twitter uh where or what that gateway was, so we felt like it was appropriate to share that as a trivia question because our listeners tend to not forget the trivia questions.
0: And and go in go in that way, get you a baguette from France. And keep
1: it keep it keep Great it stepping. <laughs>
0: It's a great breakfast. Yeah, you
1: you, you kind of sneak into the World Showcase there a little bit early. Uh, now, the trivia question for this week, what is the official tagline for Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom? Now, I'm going to give you a hint. Listen to what I'm saying here. What is the official tagline for Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom? That's a big hint, and you, you'll you realize why next week.
0: It's a little I, bit of a tricky one.
1: It is. It is. But you, you heard my... Uh, emphasis on something there
0: i did i did
1: obviously you can email us at men do wdw at gmail.com or you can tweet us at men do wdw podcast with your answer i am anxious to uh to see the responses on this one
0: me too all right anything else i think
1: that wraps it up
0: okay well that's all we've got this week please tune in next week for some more disney magic Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at menduwdw.gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.